Lamping here, PHRA's Executive Director. Welcome to P4, People, Purpose, Passion, Pittsburgh. P4 is brought to you by our members and sponsors, Latitude and the University of Pittsburgh Executive MBA Programs and Center for Executive Education. We appreciate their support and we will hear from them throughout the podcast, beginning with the University of Pittsburgh Executive MBA Programs and Center for Executive Education. Especially in times of uncertainty and challenge, America needs exceptional leaders to guide our healthcare institutions. The highly ranked executive MBA in healthcare at the Joseph M. Katz Graduate School of Business at the University of Pittsburgh is designed to empower and enable leaders to think critically, make informed decisions, and inspire confidence. Forge your path into healthcare innovation by visiting business.pit.edu slash EMBA healthcare. Greetings, colleagues and friends, and welcome to the next installment of the PHRA P4 podcast, People, Purpose, Passion, and Pittsburgh. Again, for those of you who hopefully listened to some of the earlier uh, installments, my name is Ron Kubitz. I'm Director of Recruitment here at St. Barnabas and also a proud PHRA board member. And I'll be your host for today's podcast. As you should hopefully know by now, our podcast this year, early in 2024, is really to try to focus and highlight our great team members who are our volunteer board of directors. And again, I'll stress the idea to highlight our board of directors came about as a result of you, our great members, and our listeners who, when surveyed, let us know that you wanted to find out more about our board of directors in order to make them more approachable, more recognizable when you meet them uh, at various PHRA events. So in our quest to enable you, our viewers, to get better connected with our board, today I have the pleasure of talking with three of our great board of director members who I have gotten the pleasure to personally know over the years and work with and come to value and respect greatly uh, as professionals and also as PHRA members. So today we're going to highlight uh, board of director members Jamie Gildersleeve, Brenda Toma, and James Miller. We'll get to know them better. So welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll start off as we always do, trying to find out obviously more about you. So we want to know maybe a a nice little fun personal tidbit about each of you. And then of course, to get to know you more professionally. So Jamie, we'll start off with you. Sure. Thanks, Ron. Thanks so much. So my name is Jamie Gildersleeve. I'm a mom of two, a swim official, self-proclaimed yogi, book nerd, and a plane ticket purchaser. I don't know if there's an eloquent way to say that, but I say it because I have to have a trip to look forward to. It fulfills my soul to explore and see new places and adventure everywhere, especially on one degree days in Pennsylvania. Um, I am the director of HR for Mascaro Construction. Um, and within my role, I also manage our workforce development efforts and wellness. We're about a $500 million um, mid-sized general contractor, most renowned because we built Heinz Field. Was that 20 some years ago now? Uh, we run a small HR department here, so even though we are a $500 million company, we have about 2.5 people, uh, I guess 2.25 if I want to get uh, specific with who runs our, our HR department, our, work, our workforce efforts, and then also wellness. So um, those are a couple of tips about me. Would that, would that work? Well, that would work, but I'm going to have you add one more because I know you probably sure. don't like to brag, but if I recall, you had some uh, honors this year for some charitable work you've done as well. I, I did. I did. Thank you. Um, so I had the opportunity to 
Uh, it was named as part of the 50 finest of Pittsburgh, and that's ran through the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation of Western PA. Um, myself and our classmates, we raised over $700,000 for the foundation. Um, it's a lot of, uh, you know, 50 professionals across the city. They let us loose. And personally, I brought in 97000 So definitely uh, a triumph, a high for sure. And I just kept going. And I just, I was so close to the 100,000 mark. We didn't quite get there. So I appreciate you calling it out. It was, it was uh, definitely fantastic. Well, that was great. And a great honor there too. So Brenda, let's get to know you a little bit better. All right. Well, those of you that know me probably think that I'm a outgoing person, but uh, as a child and into my young uh, high school days, I was not at all outgoing. I was actually very shy and awkward and had a lot of anxiety. When I was in ninth grade, my mother pushed me to try out for the majorettes, and I did, and I was the only person that didn't make it. And so I was quite upset about that, but I realized that, you know, things happen and you have to overcome them. So I went home and I told my mom I was very mad. She called the principal the next day. I got called to the principal's office and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I've never been in trouble. And the lady said, I understand, or the principal, excuse me, said, I understand. I'm going to give you a chance. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. Um, so I had 30 days to prove myself. And as a result, I ended up being placed on the squad after a ton of hard work. And then my senior year, I became the captain. So that was kind of the catapult for me to become more outgoing and more confident in my skills and abilities. And so uh, I think that's what's catapulted me to, to learn and grow. Um, I got into HR not by design. Um, I was selected because of my personality is what I was told. Um, and I work at US Steel. I'm not from the Pittsburgh area. Uh, I've been with U.S. Steel a year and a half. I support the IT group, which is going through a huge transformation. And we are also working very diligently on the digital initiative to try to help our employees better understand how digital systems can be used in the workplace. And so that's a huge initiative that we've been working on. We have about 10,000 employees, which includes our salaried folks as well as union employees. And uh, I'm so glad to be back in manufacturing. I have spent almost 30 years working in manufacturing. I left for a while and they say you can take the manufacturing out of the person, but you can't take the person out of manufacturing. So I'm thrilled to be back in that environment. Well, great. And I know you've been a great volunteer for PHRA for a number of years, Brenda. Can you just share what actually is your role for 2024 for the PHRA? Yes, absolutely. This year, I'm going to be the president of the association, and I'm really excited because we have such a large group of folks that are really dedicated, and it's such a great networking organization. I'm, I'm thrilled because I was the president of the Erie PHRA when I lived there, so I know somewhat about the position, but there's a lot more going on in this group, so I'm looking forward to what we can accomplish in 2024. And I'm that's Thank great. you. Do me one favor. Leave your uh, leave the eerie weather up in Erie, though. We don't want it down here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. in Erie over the weekend, and and they were getting a ton of they were getting snow, and I'm like, thank goodness, I live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And certainly, last but not least, uh, another great board of director member, James. You want to share a little bit about yourself? Sure, Ron. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for making me go after the president. That's uh, always a good good starting point. <laughs> Uh, James, I, I'm this year's PHRA networking chair, so I'm looking forward to meeting everybody in person and hopefully getting a lot more folks out and about uh, as my antisocial nature uh, precludes me from meeting a lot of people. So this should be a good time. Um, for, for me, uh, I'm a father of three, and at 36 years old, I still love talking about my state championship from high school. So uh, that is a, a good um, icebreaker for some folks. Um, 
I work at a company called IMA. I'm a client relationship developer. Um, my job really is to identify and solve my clients' needs and problems. So we do that in a variety of different ways. So it's always fun to listen to uh, HR directors, uh, a, a system of one or a system of five, and see how they solve their problems internally. Uh, every day is a new challenge, and I, I love hearing the stories from everyone. Um, my educational background, I'm a former attorney uh, by trade from Duquesne. Uh, so it's uh, it's always cool to hear the uh, employment law issues that folks are dealing with uh, on the day-to-day. I think that covers all my uh, sort of background, uh, Ron. Great, I, I and, and you you've certainly been very passionate uh, advocate for for PHRA over the last couple of years. Um, but you also, outside of PHRA, I know that you try to work with other groups of HR professionals, and I know there's you're trying to even develop a link there between PHRA with uh, some of your other associations. Can you just share a few seconds with that as well? Sure. We I, I had this. Uh organization that we call HR First. So essentially what we have done is, is cultivated an environment for HR managers and above um, in the different regions of Pittsburgh, North Pittsburgh uh, proper in, in the South and South Point area to just give uh, HR directors a place to sort of vent, understand what other people are going through, identify issues and sort of bring them a, a no cost solution to fixing problems that they may not otherwise have access to. So it's been very successful. We're about 85 members now. So um, looking forward to this new year with with all those folks and learning more and more how we can help them with their issues. And that's great. And I know that's also introduced uh, some new people to PHRA as well. So uh, greatly appreciated there. So, okay. So we have two great HR professionals and we have uh, James who uh, deals with many, many, many HR professionals and has a really, I think, hand on the pulse there. So the next question we want to touch on here briefly, uh, and again, we'll start with Jamie. In your role and in your HR knowledge, what is one of the top HR trends that you really see impacting your business uh, at the present time? Sure. So construction, um, I would say right now, it really is staffing. I think you're going to hear that across industries. What makes that unique with construction is twofold. One, you have your skilled labor. I think there was a stat that we saw at the beginning of 2023 that said the construction industry is going to have to um, pull in about 600,000 more skilled labor craftsmen and craftswomen into the industry to make up for, you know, the aging workforce. Um, But then again, there's fewer young people that are looking at construction as a career. So on the skilled labor, that's like definitely a big mountain to climb. On the other side of it, from like a construction management operations perspective, it's a it's a it's a very unique industry. Is where you're you're running for these jobs, you're bidding these jobs. You may get them, you may not. It's a very competitive world right now, um, even for us as a big commercial contractor. So you you might be the top two, you might be, you and one other person to get that bid. And you're going to staff. You have to now go out and hire a quality manager, another safety manager, because you can't pull them off another job. And then you lose the job. You don't get, you're not the one of the final, you know, you're not the finalist. And now you have people that are sitting around. They don't have a job to go to. They're unfulfilled. So it's like this, there's a magic uh, equation for us from a staffing perspective. And you're constantly trying to get it right and be spot on while you're also trying to say, hey, we are a great industry. Come work for us. Right. And then what does that look like for you? 
Yeah, I can definitely relate working in the medical industry now. Certainly, uh, you know, we face a big labor shortage as well. And yeah, having worked in construction in my yeah. past, it was always fun because you always like to be recruiting for openings. But if you get two big projects that you win, all of a sudden you're pretty much back to ground zero and, uh, you know, trying to scramble to, to find some new folks. So definitely some challenges there. Brenda, what are some of the uh, HR trends or challenges that you're uh, facing these days? So, as I said earlier, I support the HR or the IT function, and, you know, there's a couple of things that are challenging for us. Number one is the fact that um, digital is critical. We're looking for data scientists, people with those types of skill sets. Uh, colleges are now realizing the importance of having those types of curriculums, but th these people are essentially able to name their salaries and the, they can go anywhere and do anything. So it's, it's difficult to hire those folks into the organization. So it's a lot of, all right, why are we the employer of choice? What do we have here that we can offer for you? Um, and then also we'll be in the per process of being purchased. Um, so we're working on maintaining our, our people and helping them understand this could be a really good thing. Um, it, you know, with anything, it's, it's concerned about change. And so my role is to help people understand they do play a valuable part of what's going on in the organization. And don't get nervous, hang in there, we'll see, we'll see what this can bring us. So, um, and then the other piece is the skill sets. Like right now we have people that have been with the company a long time, so it's either upskilling or reskilling. So those are the key things that, that I'm focusing on this year. Okay, great. Yeah, and you certainly do have some challenges that others don't yeah. with, that, with that sale. Uh, right. And you bring up a good point with employer of choice, because especially the way the labor shortage is now, I think there's still sometimes a disconnect between HR and management. You have your ideas of what you need to do and say to make, you know, your company employer choice. But sometimes the managers aren't always on board with that and makes it a little bit tough uh, to sell that. Uh, so uh, definitely some issues there. And James, I know you experience a lot, uh, you know, personally as well, challenges and also with a lot of the clients you talk with. What are you hearing out there in the market? Oh, Ron, I get all the fun challenges uh, to deal with. So. <laughs> Mainly the, the two big ones are explosion of benefits costs and raising EPLI claims. Um, so on the benefits side, we're seeing a lot of heavy increases from an in, increase in usage of actual medical uh, because COVID is, a, I guess, in, in terms of usage of the hospital is a thing of the past. So people are now going back to the and reutilizing all the facilities and whatnot and the uh, the carriers are wanting their their revenue from that usage. So um, a lot of times we have to figure out a, a game plan to uh, you know guide them in a different direction. Maybe it's a different funding mechanism. Maybe it's an ICRA. Maybe it's a, a reutilization or redirecting of care. So um, all the fun stuff that costs a lot of money that people don't want to spend money on. Um, yeah. And then and then on the on the EPL EPLI side, we're seeing a increase in nuclear verdicts when it comes to age discrimination or discrimination or uh, defamation. There's there's a number of things, and it's a hard market right now. Uh, so everything's just getting more and more expensive. So um, we're trying to figure out ways to help folks mitigate uh, those problems and focus on their day to day life instead of litigation costs or medical costs. So uh, fun times starting in January here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely have challenges, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. I appreciate everybody. Uh, okay, so PHRA, you're all excellent members, uh, very active members of the PHRA. So what I'd like to ask just quickly, uh, start with Jamie again, what value do you receive uh, from being a PHRA member? And, you know, what would you recommend to other members to get them more involved with the PHRA? 
for, I think I've been a member of the PHRA, I think for over 14 years. Um, and I worked for four different companies. I always say mascara is my fourth and final, but of those four, three of them have been, have had very small HR departments, right? Department of one, department of 2.5, right? Um, and you, you need that village and PHR has been my village where we are all in it, right? Through COVID, through the housing crisis, through elections, we are in it and we're facing the same things, no matter how many industries we're representing. So whether it's watching the podcast, um, joining the conference, I think the monthly educational like kind of round robin calls have been absolutely fantastic as you're hearing things that other people are tackling and you can also weigh in and be a subject matter expert. So um, I will say first and foremost, it's my village. I can call on them. Uh, I've met some really great colleagues and uh, people that now I might phone and say, Hey, are you seeing this? I know it's not construction, but like, I know you're in financial services, but what are you doing with the secure 2.0 act, whatever it might be. Um, so first and foremost, that village, and I mean, plentiful resources, whether you're an on-demand type of type of learner, or you need to be visual, you need to be, uh, in person. It, they, it's got it all. Agree. And certainly you can meet a lot of great, uh, HR talent to help you out. And the village, I know to myself, always included a lot of vendors. We have a lot of great uh, vendors yes. and sponsors for PHRA that I utilize. So certainly a, a strong part of that village as well. Uh, Brenda, how about yourself? Connections. Um, it may sound cliche, but for me, I'm a very people-centric person. So being able to go and connect with people and learn about things that are going on, on, on in their organization, as well as share some of my experience, I love to pay it forward. I've always been in positions where I've had great mentors and I'm part of the mentoring program with the PHRA. Also, the fact that we're a super mega, mega chapter is, is phenomenal. I got the chance to attend the um, volunteer, volunteer leadership business meeting in DC this year with Liz and and it really opened my eyes to how good we are in Pittsburgh and the fact that some people take what we do and they grow it in their organizations. It's great to be an organization that's kind of setting great trends out in that in this industry. And um, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I've been involved with your PHRA since 2018. That's great. Yeah, I remember many years back when I went to that conference when I was uh, becoming president. It was amazing how many people, when they find out you work for PHRA, uh, you know, or, or volunteer for PHRA, come up to you because we are a, a leader and a trend center in many a trend center in many of the different areas. So uh, uh, certainly a, a great experience. And uh, James, how about yourself? I think I joined in twenty one or twenty two. So it's been a handful of years now. Um, my biggest thing is I don't work in the space every day, right? So uh, for me, PHRA provides a lot of value in understanding what my target client and target uh, friend and colleague is doing on an everyday basis and with sort of the, the true headaches that they're dealing with. So uh, for me, it's a great resource for understanding the people that I work with and uh, giving it a, a lot more appreciation for what they do uh, outside of our conversations. Um, as, a, as a networking chair, I encourage um, literally everybody in the organization to come join my committee uh, on the networking committee um, and help us find you where you are, right? So I think if we can figure out how to get our, our I think it's a, over 1,200 members together uh, and singing the praises of, of what you do, I, I think that's only going to help us all grow and learn more about our field and our, and our colleagues. So um, for me, that's what the PHRA is about, is finding the right people, uh, identifying what they need and helping one another. Uh, like like Jamie and Brenda both said, 
there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of free resources. There's a lot of people that are willing to help you grow your, your career and your business. So um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing I've gathered from being a part of the PHRA these last few years. Great advice. And uh, we have a lot of great uh, committees, network, certainly uh, networking, certainly one of the, a lot of great committees that uh, members can get involved in. So uh, appreciate yeah. that. Ron, so, there's, there's several great committees, but I would say that the, the networking committee is probably the best committee um, by, by far to, to be a part of. <laughs> well, I'll put in my plug for social media. <laughs> no, they're all, they're all great. So, uh, Okay, since we're laughing, let's end this on a, a fun note, not to put you on the spot, but one final question you want to answer quickly. All great, uh, you know, HR business professionals, but if you were not in your current career, if you weren't doing HR, you know, what would be that fun dream career you would have uh, while you're thinking that? I mean, I've said this when I've, you know, hosted the podcast before, I would either be a stand-up comedian, which I did many, many years ago when I was young, uh, or I would be a villain uh, on a soap opera. Those would be what <laughs> I would uh, I love that. So, um, so, Jamie, how about yourself? <laughs> sure. So I'm going to go back. Like, if you would have asked 18-year-old Jamie, like, what's she, going, what's she going to school for? What's she going for? Where will you see yourself in 10 years? I still hold true to that dream. So 18-year-old Jamie very proudly said, I'm going to get my degree in, uh, in Spanish. I'm going to join OCS. Officer Candidate School, and I'm going to be a proud member of the U U.S. Coast Guard. I'm going to be in the South Florida, jumping out of helicopters, saving people. Um, so I think, yeah, I think like if I wasn't in HR and saving many things, you know, putting out fires every day, I would definitely still want to hold on to that dream of jumping out of helicopters and living in South Florida, speaking Spanish and uh, serving in the Coast Guard. Much worthier uh, goals than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always wanted to be a business teacher. Um, I had a wonderful high school person that took me under her wing. And so that was my goal. Um, I actually came to Pittsburgh to go to school from Erie and ended up going back to Erie. And um, then I ended up as a, a secretary and then eventually got into HR. So um, I just love teaching. I come from a family of teachers. Um, so that's one of the things I really enjoy about my job. So yeah, I would do that in the future. And oh, Jamie, by the way, I have jumped out of an airplane um, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm afraid you. of heights. I'm afraid of heights. My husband, my brother's or son, excuse me, said, mom, I bought you a present. We're going to go jump out of airplane. I'm like, what? And I, when I got on it, I didn't think twice. I just jumped out. So it was a beautiful oh. experience, but we'll do it again. <laughs> Okay, James, top that. No. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have flight anxiety. So if I'm coming out of a plane, it, it's unintentional uh, for sure. <laughs> and and certainly I only got as far as Como te llamas, Jamie. So uh, oh. my Spanish career uh, was not that well received either. But um, Ron, to, to your point earlier, I've, I've seen your Disrupt HR presentation. So stand-up comedian probably would have fit your skill set pretty well. So um but for me, uh, I went to law school uh, and I watched the movie Jerry Maguire. So I, I really just wanted to be a sports agent and deal with sports and professional athletes. I realized uh, after I spent about $150,000 that you kind of have to move to New York or, or Florida or California. And I, I have too big of a family to do that. So I, I did not want to do that. So um, that's how I ended up where, where I am kind of at the moment because uh, uh Construction litigation, working 80 hours in front of my computer is kind of not my personality. So construction consulting uh, and benefits consulting where I can go meet the people where they are and have a beer. 
uh, much better for me, much better fit. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. And yeah, this has been a great, uh, great uh, 20 minutes or so and had a lot of fun doing this. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, the listeners learned a lot as well. I uh, definitely want to thank everybody for listening uh, to this episode of the PHRA P4 podcast. Hope you enjoyed getting to know Jamie, Brenda, and James uh, a lot better so that you can say hi to them and introduce yourself when you see them at events. And we all certainly uh, look forward to seeing you at upcoming uh, uh, future PHRA events. So thank you, everybody, for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, until next month, thank you. Thank you. People do matter. And at the end of the day, we cannot get any work done if we don't have the right people in place. Are your people connected? Latitude is the one-stop shop people connection software platform. Our software workshops and programming facilitate new employee onboarding, manager one-on-ones, stay interviews, mentorship programs, and peer networking to increase retention, engagement, satisfaction, productivity, profitability, and happiness. Imagine a technology that intersects your calendar with LinkedIn, Zoom, Google Docs, and your CRM. Contact Latitude today to schedule a conversation. The PHRA P4 podcast was created to help build HR readers through discussions with thought and business leaders on the most critical success factor of any business, its people. If you enjoy an episode, please help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast and providing us a rating. We would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode, tag PHRA, and share it with your followers. Until next time, thank you.